The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. Let's talk about ellipticals. The elliptical trainer. I'm going to give you the history. I'm going to give you the different types, different features involved. If you're in the market for one, I'm going to help you out with that. I'm going to give you the pros and cons. I'm going to talk a little bit about studies because there's some incredible misinformation out there when it comes to the elliptical, which ties completely into common sense and into the way the world works. I'm going to give you some takeaways and you're going to know what you need to know to get started with the elliptical. And I think some things are going to surprise you. I know some things are going to surprise you, especially how long it's been around. It still surprises me. And one thing that kind of blew me away when I was preparing for the show, and I have written about ellipticals, I have contributed to so many articles about them, but when I did a much deeper dive and a much recent, more recent dive into the studies and many of the articles that have been written recently, I I fell down the rabbit hole of weight loss and the confusion is even greater. And I started to actually, and this is kind of a first in the almost 300 episodes I have done of this show, I started to add in all this science and added in a whole nother kind of part to the show and it got too big. (laughs) So I will save that. And I'll talk about that when I talk about the massive confusion and And kind of bad science, which will, again, make complete sense to you, I hope. Well, it should when I'm done. But I'm going to do another show. And, you know, whenever I do a show that has a 101 after it, it just tells you that's the intro. Get you started. There's so much more with all of these topics, including the weight loss confusion when it comes to 
ellipticals. So let me give you just the history, the quick history of the elliptical. When do you think it was invented? In the 60s, 70s, 80s? How about 1995? 26 years ago, that's it. I have shirts that are older. I have race shirts and bib numbers and many things that are older than the elliptical. That's pretty amazing when you think about it. And invented by a guy named Larry Miller, at least that's who is credited with coming up with the idea for it. And the company was Precore. And Larry Miller, an inventor, had a daughter who was a tennis player, high-level tennis player, high school, and he wanted to help her train. He wanted to help her improve her fitness without exposing her to the impact that running delivers. And all of this ties into everything we're going to talk about when it comes to the popularity and the misconceptions and the weight loss aspect, all of that stuff. But that's exactly what I do here on this show. All right. So Larry Miller watched his daughter run and kind of watched the the foot pattern and the way her feet moved. And he designed the first prototype, the first crude version of an elliptical trainer. And it ended up at Precore. And in 1995, it came out. And was immediately a success. It was the first machine. Although, no, let me read you this. <laughs> I have a bunch of quotes, as I normally do, that are wrong. And, and we'll go through why. So this is right off of the Precore website. The final line from their write-up of the history is... It was the first machine that worked equally as well for the beginner as well as it did for a trained athlete. What does that mean? (laughs) What does that mean? It worked equally as well. What do I do here when we have a phrase like equally as well for weight loss, for sports performance, for enjoyment? No. Can't make that statement. And a treadmill? Works equally well for a beginner as well as a trained athlete. It's how you use it. But what are we talking about? Weight loss? Performance? So, yes, have a problem with that. And you should know that ellipticals are the second largest category in the fitness industry right now. Have been for a while. You know, stationary bikes are are coming up. Treadmills will always be incredibly popular. But that's the history. When we come back, talk about the muscles worked, and I'm going to talk about, which is everything to get us started, and what we will keep coming back to is the reason it's so popular is also its primary potential problem. Say that again. I want you to think about what that might be during the break, all right? The reason it's popular, the reason it's so popular that so many people use them is also its primary potential problem. I love my alliteration. All right? Think about that. What what am I talking about? We'll be right back.
I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women. And this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back. Ellipticals 101, introduction to the elliptical so you can get the best out of your workouts and your machines. And if you're picking equipment for your home gym, this should help. If you're trying to pick what equipment you're going to use at the gym, this is all going to help. This is the science. This is the science. So before the break, I said the reason it's popular is also its primary potential problem. And in my notes, potential is in italics and underline. Potential. Potential problem. Let me give you a quick story. Always going to give you some anecdotal with the science and the experience. So many years ago, I was doing an event for Timex, an awesome event. Met Dave Scott. So Mark Allen and Dave Scott were two and are two famous Ironman triathletes, triathletes, athletes. Uh, who, when I started doing the Ironman back in the late 90s, you know, they were all over. And years later, had an opportunity to do an event with him at a Timex event in New York City. Now, let me say right up front, because you got to know where I'm coming from. I often talk about the biases of, of people who are writing articles and fitness professionals and doctors and all those kind of stuff when it comes to food and exercise, and they have biases. But you're also going to know 
what I do and don't do and my likes and dislikes. But I'm always looking at that. (laughs) I'm always weighing that. I'm always turning the mirror around, as I say, to make sure that those don't cloud my advice and interpretation of the science. So I don't use an elliptical. It's not something I enjoy. I'm a runner. I'm a cyclist. I I do, you know, I swim because (laughs) it's part of the triathlon. But there has never been a time in my life, this is just full disclosure, full honesty, that I have gotten on an elliptical. Except for this, Timex event, and then other reasons, right, for articles and testing things out, but not for a workout. It's not something I enjoy I'm going to get on. I would rather run or do other things. So there you go. I'm giving you my personal preference and experience. I've been on them, obviously, but I'm just saying what I would choose personally. But this Timex event was the first time I was on it for well over an hour. Well over an hour. And I was on it because it had to be for the event, but I was talking to people for that just probably 75, maybe 90 minutes, can't remember, but over an hour, under two hours, but super low intensity, talking back and forth, but low intensity. And my point in telling you this, and this alludes to where we're going to go with this whole discussion about the potential problem, is that when that 75, 80 minutes was up and I stopped the machine and it gave me the calorie count, my supposed calorie burn, I was blown away. I was shocked. Way, way high. Insanely high. Insanely high given the amount of effort I had put out, the intensity I had worked out at, just wasn't right. Crazy overestimation. All right, so I give you that story because we're going to come back to that. So, The reason it's popular is also its primary potential problem. Why is the elliptical so popular? Well, it was right there in the history description. The elliptical was an instant success due to its minimal impact. It's super low impact. When you go, when you move your feet in an elliptical motion, super easy on the body. Your feet never leave those pedals. That's important. There's no pounding. Now, you look at the articles and research on this, they'll say no impact, low, there's not no impact. And I'll talk about how much of the elliptical is how you use it, as is so common in fitness and cardio equipment in general. It's in the way that you use it, as the song goes. But... It's super low impact. When I get that question, what's the best piece of cardio in the gym? <laughs> what's the best? I would talk about how quotation marks best is a problem in fitness. Best for what? Talking weight loss. Most often when that question is asked, my immediate answer, which annoys many people, is the one no one's using because it's hard. And when it comes to fitness, people, you don't get more by doing less. And I will come back to that as well. It's like the fat burning zone, the myth about that, one of the first shows I did here. You don't get more, you don't burn more total fat 
It is not advantageous if weight loss is your goal to stay at a lower intensity to lose weight and burn fat. It's fuzzy math. It's a percentage, but it's a lower amount of total fat and a lower amount of weight loss. And so with the question about what is best, when you, if your goal is weight loss, it's one that's going to be the hardest. The harder you go, the more calories you burn. But then there's that balance you have to strike. How long are you going to stay on it? And that's what comes into play with the elliptical. And where it gets fuzzy with the elliptical is they start talking about rate of perceived exertion when they're comparing an elliptical to a treadmill, as I will talk about shortly. But that's the way the world works, people. Most people don't like exercise, so they're not flocking to that which will bring about the greatest results. If the elliptical brought about the results and had the caloric expenditure that most of these machines will tell you you achieved, more people would lose more weight. But let me say this right up front too. That is not to say that it is not an extremely valuable piece of equipment because it's low impact, because it allows so many people to utilize it. That's really, really important, all right? So what muscles does it work? Well, it depends. It depends. Generally speaking, you're talking your glutes, your quadriceps, your hamstrings, your hip flexors, your calves, your lower body muscles, right? But let's get into the differences in the types of ellipticals. Right off the bat, you've probably seen there are some that are just lower body. You hold on to the handles that don't move and you move your legs. Lower body, some core, but that upper body is stationary. Then there's the other kind where you use your upper body too. Sometimes they call them poles, handles, but you pump those front to back and now you have upper body engagement. And that's where it gets tricky in how you use it and the studies and what they're looking at, what type of elliptical and how they're using it, all right? So those are two types. And very simply put, the more muscles you use, the more calories you burn. Now, you can go really easy. This is why it's tricky, and this is why it depends. You could go really hard with just your legs and burn more calories than someone who goes easier using their upper body as well. That's where it gets tricky. But the rule of thumb is what it is when you engage more muscles you generally are going to burn more calories. You're going to work harder. Okay, it takes more energy. And so there are those two types. And a lot of it comes down, if you're in the market for one, which one you enjoy more. But personally, I would recommend that you get one with handles because so often you can actually choose to not do the upper body and just do the lower body. You have the option. So know that, two differences. And let me give you some other interesting differences you may not know. There are three types when it comes to how it's constructed. There's rear drive, front drive, and center drive. And that's basically where the drivetrain is, the motor. Okay? And started off with the rear drive, 
then front drive, which now gets into more of like a stepping motion, center drive, smaller footprint. We're going to talk about that and more of a stepper motion as well added in. And so three different types. And you've probably seen all three. And with that comes some other differences, right? Stride length. So generally speaking, for less expensive models, you're not going to be able to adjust the stride, which means if you're 5'2", if you're 6'5", that stride length is fixed. In the factory, you can't change it, which isn't as good. You want a natural stride length for you. You want the ability to change that if you want to. And then there's resistance and incline. So you can make it harder and you can change the incline on the more expensive models. So those are things to think about, again, if you are in the market for them or for one, or you're using one at the gym. More resistance, more energy burned. Changing the incline, different muscles worked, and potentially making it more difficult or easier. Okay, so you want as much customization, ideally, with your workouts for the variation, for the ability to make it harder or easier, all of those things. So all of those will come into play when it comes to considering which elliptical you're going to buy. And again, the center drive one, smaller footprint. So let me say that. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Well, no, we can go there. We'll go there. So the pros, what are the obvious benefits? The one I started the whole show off by saying, so many people have aches and pains. So many of you have injuries. So the low impact, even though I started the show and it may have sounded like it was a huge negative, it's not. Because more people can use something, get in their exercise and work your heart. And, and yes, you may burn less calories for reasons I'm going to continue to give you, but that doesn't matter. The most important thing we should focus on or one of the most important things, because they're all important, but is strengthening our heart, heart health. And then all of those other benefits I talk about on just about every show at some point, the mental benefits, the physiological benefits, you know, cholesterol, all of those things that we can manipulate, make better through exercise. So if you have a knee injury, if you have a lower back issue and you can't possibly go for a run and maybe sitting on an indoor bike is really uncomfortable, then yes, the elliptical is an amazing piece of cardio equipment for you. And so that's a good thing. So the low impact, huge pro, huge benefit. And the fact that you can use it frequently because it is low impact. You know, runners, even when you don't have issues, injuries, you got to be careful, especially as you get older. You know, running back-to-back days can be problematic for people. So because it's low impact, and you can use it frequently, that's an awesome thing because it's about consistency. So even though, here we go, even though the weight loss in the session itself may be lower than it tells you and lower than you think, it's the frequency and consistency that matters. Because you can go out and run three times a week for 30 minutes and get certain benefits, or you can use an elliptical five to six times a week for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and you're going to get really good benefits including weight loss. Another benefit, as I said, for those of you who are 
nursing injuries, pains, anything like that. Phenomenal piece of cardio equipment. It is awesome for cross-training for you runners out there. You can't just run, which is why I do triathlons. And so I choose to use other things such as swimming and biking and, you know, uh, even other pieces of cardio equipment because I have so many options and I want you to constantly remember that. One is not better than the other, but an elliptical is a great piece of cross-training equipment for runners. So you may run Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and you may use the elliptical Tuesday, Thursday, and then maybe bike on Saturday. So cross-training. It has a wide range of users. So if you're thinking of buying something for the house and you say, you know what? This will work for more people in the house because of the low impact, because of all of those benefits and specifics to the elliptical. It's great for your heart, as I said. It's great for your head. Cardio, get that blood flowing. And just another thing you might not think about, it's quiet. So if you have kids, you don't want to wake up young kids, a spouse. If you're in an apartment building, you can't have that pounding of a treadmill. Ellipticals, much more quiet. No pounding. Feet never leave that pedal. All right, let's get into some of the negatives, the cons. We'll do that right after the final break. We'll be right back. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women. And this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. 
My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. I told you earlier that I generally pull out... (laughs) A bunch of sentences, quotes, supposed facts about these topics when I'm doing the research to help you make sense of the misinformation. Here are two. And I quote, an elliptical cross trainer is comparable to a treadmill in its exertion of leg muscles and the heart. Mm, Not really. (laughs) Let's, Let's even just maybe tack a maybe on that. It depends. And then ellipticals can give you the same workout that running does. Now, people just read that sentence. And the same workout, how? Calories burned in the same amount of time? Nope. Even though that's what these studies will confuse you into believing. As I'm going to end the show by talking about and then do a whole other show where we do a deep dive into the science behind the calorie burned. Let me read that sentence though again because this is just emblematic of the misinformation that oversimplifying and and just pointing you in the wrong direction ellipticals can give you the same workout that running does what what? (laughs) i'm getting worked up that's always a good thing if that were true then more people wouldn't you know choose to not run for the weight loss because it's less jarring on the body and listen i love running but it's not the same workout. How could it possibly be? How could it possibly be? What they're going to tell you and the way they mislead you in the, again, we're just talking calories burned here, weight loss, is that, well, once you start using your upper body, that makes up the difference. No. No. And I, I can't tell you how incredibly amazed I was at this topic and the studies on it and what is extrapolated from it being so confusing for the average person and why I need to do a whole separate show on this. It's not the same workout. If it were, if it were as a triathlete, as someone who doesn't want to get beaten up, more people would, you know, runners would use the elliptical because they could do more workouts And their bodies wouldn't be as beaten up and they could recover faster and then go run for their events. This is like the common sense tied into performance and taking it all into account. It's a great workout for all the reasons I talked about, mental, physical, but it's not the same, not the same workout. Take lower caloric expenditure by and large. And the calorie count, as I started to say at the beginning, is incredibly off on so many of the machines. All right? Now, let me just read you. (laughs) When you do a semi-deep dive into the calorie burn, treadmills versus elliptical, this quote keeps coming up. You would see this. And this is health status. Uh, In the process, your exercising becomes more efficient and you burn more calories in less time. They're talking about the elliptical. You also have a lower perceived level of exertion when you exercise more of your body. There is so much wrong in that sentence. When you become more efficient, you burn fewer calories, people. In the process, so this is one of the resources that is commonly quoted when it comes to treadmills and ellipticals being 
pretty much exactly the same as far as the benefits, talking about weight loss specifically. In the process, your exercising becomes more efficient and you burn more calories in less time. The less efficient you are, the more calories you burn. That is, that is how the world works. I am not a good swimmer. I burn more calories than someone who swims. The more you run, one of the reasons people say, I don't understand, I run three times a week, or I use the elliptical three times a week, I've lost some weight, but now three, four, five months later, I'm not losing as much weight anymore. Two reasons, two primary reasons. You've lost weight, you're burning fewer calories, and you're becoming more efficient, you're burning fewer calories. So totally wrong. And then, just one more time, you also have a lower perceived level of exertion when you exercise more of your body. No. No. Do a burpee or do a push-up. More muscles, you feel it more. Now, yes, there are some really confusing studies that I will just allude to quickly here and then go much deeper in later, different show. But that's where it gets really fuzzy. So it gets fuzzy because of the upper body involvement that they try to kind of manipulate. Then the lower perceived exertion, yeah, you feel like you're working not as hard on an elliptical. And I would argue that's because you're not working as hard because you aren't pounding. Well, they'd say, well, you don't use your upper body when you run like you do when you use the handles on an elliptical. Now, again, I have used ellipticals. I have used the handles. And yes, you can feel it. But that doesn't override how challenging it is to run on a treadmill. And let me say this, and this is where I will go much deeper in the next show too. The equations, as I said, when I did that Timex event that I saw, the equations for caloric expenditure on ellipticals are some of the most inaccurate out there right now. And that's for a variety of reasons, stride length, upper body engagement, efficiency, and just the fact that these are equations that they are constantly working to get better. The elliptical has only been around for 26 years, as you just learned, maybe, <laughs> probably. So just suffice it to say, for a variety of reasons, the elliptical seems to be, according to the other research, and a lot of it, inaccurate. Let me give you just real quickly, because I didn't want to go there. This is where I started to fall down the rabbit hole preparing for the show. 2014 experiment, testing the accuracy of the calorie tracker on ellipticals. They only looked at one specific elliptical. What did they find? That the, they are not an accurate form of calorie tracking for workouts. That was the finding in this study. Not an accurate form. Now, let me give you the exact conclusion in the abstract. The data collected indicates that the calorie tracker on the blank ellipticals are not and that's just a brand name, are not an accurate form of calorie tracking for workouts, okay? It doesn't mean it's not valuable. I don't want you to go away from the show thinking, oh, I should never get on the elliptical. No, 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 no. Again, two 20-minute runs on a treadmill or outside versus four 30-minute, 20-minute elliptical workouts, it's what you do often, and then it's how you use it. It's about consistency. All right, and I will give you that takeaway. But let me just give you two other studies. 2015 experiment, do elliptical trainers accurately estimate energy? 
One of the findings was 24.7% overestimating. And then there's more studies, but I'm going to hold off on those. And as I come to the conclusion of this show, I feel like (laughs) I don't want you to not think that it's not valuable. Some of you, that's like your only form or your preferred and only form of cardiovascular exercise. Keep doing it. I just want you to know the numbers. I want you to know so you don't, what, reward eat. When it tells you you burned 800 calories and then you go out and you eat something that's 400 and people say, what should I do, Tom, then with the numbers? Cut it in half. I hate to say, I hate to say it, but that's what I would do. Cut that number in half. You're only going to benefit from that. And just because you burn fewer calories than you think doesn't mean you didn't get all of those other benefits that I talk about on all these other shows. And even if that scale didn't move and you got on the elliptical, you are prolonging your life. You are making your life better. You are doing so many things you can't see. And so that's why the elliptical is awesome because it allows so many people with those issues to do their cardio. Now, I want many of you to fix those issues as well, as I've talked about recently, especially. Low back pain, weaknesses, muscular imbalances. Want to fix those. And more often than not, they are fixable. All right, but let me give you one more piece of misinformation, and I'm going to read verbatim. A lot of people are under the misconception that running on a treadmill is the best way to burn calories during a workout. But is that true? A study by the Medical College of Wisconsin found that average calories burned jogging on a treadmill for one hour was 705 to 866. By comparison, an estimate by health status found using an elliptical trainer for one hour will burn approximately 773 calories. Not a chance. Not a chance, unless... (laughs) Unless you are using the handles and you are killing yourself. And weigh a certain amount, just a bunch of factors. The way most people use an elliptical, there's not a chance that that hour running at the same intensity or at the same intensity, don't even have to go there. It's not comparable. And pulled one quote from a study that I will get to in the next show, you burn about half the amount of calories on an elliptical compared to what you burn on a treadmill in the same amount of time if you go by METs. Half if you go by metabolic equivalents, how hard you're working. You go, wait, the perceived exertion. Just you don't get more by doing less. And that's okay. That's okay. All right, take away. (laughs) It's how you use it. Listen, you can get on a treadmill and you can go at a really easy pace and you can go on an elliptical and go a little bit harder, use the upper body and get a great workout in and maybe exceed, depending on a variety of factors, exceed caloric expenditure. But that's not the most important factor. It's how often you use your cardio. So if you are running and that's great for you, awesome. If you're using an elliptical, you know, frequently and that's working for you, awesome. Focus more on food. I didn't want to have to go there. But it's, it's, take that, you know, into the equation and stop exercising just to burn calories and lose weight. I did the show. You can, if you can't outrun your fork, you certainly can't out elliptical it. There you go. It sounds kind of cool, actually. I don't think I've ever said out elliptical your fork till today. <laughs> but you can't, you can't do either. So stop being so attached to the weight loss numbers. But I want you to have the accurate ones. And this is another reason you're not getting the results you want. And I know this is tough. It's one thing to get bad information from someone who, you know, is just 
a hack in the industry. And it's another thing to say, wait a minute, the machine is telling me this. I know. And that's why I've done the shows already on accuracy of fitness trackers and things like that. I wish it were different. It's not. I wish it were. All right. Cut it in half. You'll be good. <laughs> as, as depressing as that can sound. But it's so much more than the, uh, than just the weight loss. And one of the studies just throw it out there before I go into the you know, next show for the next time, heart rate and ratings of perceived exertion during treadmill and elliptical exercise training. And that's one, again, that they kind of muddy the waters, talk about perceived exertion and how that is going to bring the elliptical up to par, equal footing, pun intended, as a treadmill. No. No. And there you have it. So how do you get the most out of your elliptical? Same way that I've given you for all types of cardio already. You want variation. Some days you get on your elliptical, steady state. Other days you get on, do some intervals. Other days you get on, do a tempo workout. Tempo workout is, you know, you might go five minutes, easy warm up, and then go six or seven out of 10 for 10, 15 minutes, whatever it is, and then a cool down. Intervals are same warm up. Go really, really hard, nine, eight or nine out of 10 for 30 seconds, 45 seconds. Recover for twice as long as the work interval or three times and do that a bunch of times. So it's variation. It's how you use it. Some days, if you have the upper body part to your elliptical, you do that. Other days, just focus on the leg. Go harder. All of this variation will take any piece of exercise equipment you have and change the outcome. It is truly in the way that you use it. Just because I don't use an elliptical doesn't mean all of you shouldn't at some point. I do other things to cross train and you should too. Mix it up, find what you like. And that is what I'm hammering home here on Fitness Disrupted. Find your cardio, find your strength, find your food. And it's different for everyone. But now you have the numbers and you have the science. Some of you are like, okay, I really need to hear more <laughs> about those studies. You got the basics. And for those of you who do want more, it'll be coming up soon. All right. Thank you for listening. This was, this was eye-opening to me, which is, again, surprising. Doing a deeper dive into the confusion with the equations and the weight loss and all that kind of stuff. But I love it. And I will do that research for you. All right. Let me throw one final thing out that kind of skipped over unintentionally. But it's not weight-bearing. And so for those of you with, you know, bone, mineral density, bone issues, strengthening, you know, that's one of the benefits of impact is that you are getting that bone density benefit. All right. So if you have those issues, just know that too. But it's what you use consistently that is the best for you. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast. Rate the show if you can. Comment. And if you want to reach out. Tom H. Fit, Instagram, Tom H. Fit, Twitter, fitnessdisrupted.com. Email me through the site. Micro Workout Plan is my most recent book. Thank you for purchasing it. Big thank you if you review it on Amazon. Super helpful. These are the numbers. These are the facts. I'm going to help you have your best life. It's as simple as that. And by default, me as well. <laughs> so I have a vested interest in not only giving you the best information and finding it out and distilling it down, it's for me and my family and you. You are friends and family at this point, and I would not steer you wrong. I am Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted. Believe in yourself.
Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.